Good evening, everybody. Tommy, welcome back. Good to be back, man. Good to be back. This is episode 33, week 19. Let's get this show started, why don't we? from the champion. Oh, 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 oh Tommy, good evening. Good evening, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Have we got a lot to talk about? Yeah, we sure do. Been another another very exciting weekend of wrestling. Absolutely, it's been a very busy two weeks. SummerSlam weekend, Payback weekend. We pretty much all know why Payback uh, Weekend happens, uh, which we'll discuss a little bit later. And also, we have All Out Weekend coming up this weekend. And I believe the G1 is uh, right around the corner um, in just a couple days as well. But uh, first, we're going to touch on NXT. We're not going to hop on it too much, uh, just because as we are recording this show, the... uh, and tonight's episode, Tuesday Night Special, is uh, airing right now as we speak. Uh, for those of you guys that are watching live or about to watch live, um, we're going to uh, have a short show for you and be done uh, just in time for the uh, NXT Championship match that's about to take place. It, a one-hour match. Uh, also, we are joined tonight by Cooper... Cooper, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. It's good to be back. It is always good to have you, Cooper. So uh, we're going to start off today, and we're just going to talk really quick. We're going to uh, kind of brush through everything and hit the key points. Uh, and then for those of you that are, are watching, uh, be on the lookout uh, for another show later on. But uh, first, let's uh, talk about how Karrion Cross defeated Keith Lee. And what some believe was kind of an underwhelming uh, main event. Uh, but the whole purpose of this is uh, Keith Lee, um, Karrion Cross had to drop the title due to injury, separated shoulder. Uh, I personally don't know how long he's going to be out for. Um, but now we have a prop. We have a we have a problem, which is going to be resolved tonight, hopefully. Um, vacant title. And that is going to be resolved by a one-hour Iron Man match between Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, and um, who am I missing here? I'm drawing a blank. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. So before we move on, Tommy, give us a little insight. Who do you who do you got tonight? Oh man, I mean, talk about a star-studded cast. This is. For, for what happened with Karrion Cross, I think they couldn't have come up with a better match. I mean, you don't see Iron Man matches a lot anymore, especially for the first time ever we're seeing a Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match, which I think is going to be, I mean, you got four of the best wrestlers in the world in one match. It's a toss-up, man. I, I really I really like Finn Balor. I think he is in line for another NXT title opportunity. Um, what I My choice has to be Tommaso Ciampa. I think coming back from an injury, we saw him last week kind of doing some heelish acts, attacking uh, Jake Atlas after the match, after even after he went on the stretcher. I just, 
I think he is the right guy to move forward. I think we could see Adam Cole move up to the main roster here soon. And I just, I really like Tommaso Ciampa coming back and winning the title here. How about you, Cooper? What do you think? So I've got a little bit of a power ranking here for uh, these four right now. I see Gargano at the very bottom. He's been the most active on social media and running his mouth, but I don't see him carrying the flag right now. Um, Next on that list would be Adam Cole. Um, You know, that's he's in a limbo right now. We don't know if he's going to go to the main roster. They were going for a heelish champion with Carrion. And the Undisputed Era is kind of phasing towards a face move right now. So I don't know if they want to go with a face champion. Next would be Champa because that absolute squash of Jake Atlas last week and, you know, putting him under the ring apron and just slingshotting him in the cell of that, like he crushed his trachea basically and then spiked him with the DDT wearing a freaking neck brace off the stretcher. That's pretty sadistic stuff right there. That's that's your typical champa. But my heart and my head say Finn Balor right now. Um, we've never gotten a Balor heel title run. So we really haven't seen Bullet Club Finn run at the top of the game. And I think that's a smart move right now. They sent him back down for a reason. Um very lackluster intercontinental title run. It pinged, or it just pinged back and forth between him and Lashley for so much. It meant absolutely nothing, and the title was basically buried. This would kind of help his stock. It actually really needs to happen. So that's uh, my head and my heart right now. It's a little too sweet. Right <laughs> you know what? I I I I have to agree with either one of you. I don't. Not too sure they go Gargano here. Um, Adam Cole just had a, a one-year um, championship run. I, I can't see them putting it back right on him right away. Um, Finn Balor is a good option too, uh, just to, to raise him back up a little bit, and uh, and Champa too. Um, Champa uh, never lost the title, so he came back and uh, he was heavily featured last week. So I, I mean, I have to go between Champa and Finn Balor. I think of the leading two candidates. It's hard for me to choose between the two. Do we go um, into overtime like a two-two-two-two-two? Depending on <laughs> what time they start the match today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cooper, do I you mean, have the- that TV on in the background? Uh, I've, I've Are you got keeping it an eye on. You keeping an eye on that? I haven't started it just yet, but I can swap over to moments' notice. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on. Um, yeah, and uh, Cooper, like, like like you predicted, I would imagine they would probably start the match around 8.45, 8.50, just to kind of give that little extra uh, buffer so that it, it could happen. Uh, or, or maybe there won't even be a pinfall until until the end. They an may not hour, mean overtime. Man, that'd an, be tough. An hour of false finishes? Ooh, yeah. that's, that's like a steamboat savage right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> some Brett, Brett Sean right there from WrestleMania. Uh. So that's our NXT talk. We will touch on that uh, a little bit later on tonight in our second show. Um, but we have some pretty big things going on with uh, WWE um, this weekend too as well. Second straight weekend for a WWE pay-per-view. And as you guys know, um, when SummerSlam went off the year, we saw a different type of Roman Reigns, which we will get into a little later. 
on SmackDown, we saw uh, Roman Reigns um, with Paul Heyman. And uh, now, when you guys saw that footage, what did, what did you guys think of that? Were you caught by surprise there? I know because we know there was a little bit of a heelish Roman Reigns in SummerSlam, but were you caught by surprise when Roman uh, Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman were in the same room? Yeah, I, I definitely was. I, I don't know how you know anybody could say that they were expecting that. I think putting him, we've kind of seen the seeds planted for a while, ever since uh, Roman and Paul kind of first had their first interaction. We've seen them interact a little bit. We've always seen Paul Heyman talk very highly of Roman Reigns. And to finally get to that spot where, you know, he says it's not a prediction, and it pans over to Paul Heyman, and he says it's a spoiler. I mean, for somebody who's been waiting for a Roman Reigns heel turn to where he's just, you know, finally a different character in, you know, truth or time we'll find out with time whether or not he's actually going to be a different person or if he's going to be the same big dog that we've seen for the past six years. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised. And, you know, with what happened on Sunday, I thought it was, you know, a good move. And like I said, we'll see with time. Feels a little forced. Like he, he was too brash, especially after SummerSlam went off the air. Um, like just, just trying to be, a piss poor attitude and just trying to come out and everything and spear and, you know, showing those bright new chompers of his and everything and just screaming at everybody and, you know, just in front of everybody's face and you're nothing but a freak in a mask and uh, God almighty. I don't know. It's, it was a cheap pop seeing Paul Heyman there, but at the same time, it's, Vince's pecking order was Brock and then Roman of people that he loved. And he's trying to fuse the two together. Like, please God, no, (laughs) like let him try to be a heel in his own way. Brock was such a jackass champion. They're trying to rub this the exact same way. And I don't want to rinse and repeat. Nobody wants Brock Lesnar. Nobody wants Brock Lesnar 2.0. So let him find his own way to be a heel. But CM Punk was able to find it and still get over with everybody. Daniel Bryan was able to get over as a heel champion. It's just everybody has their own niche, and Roman doesn't have it yet. I mean, it's it. I'm going to give it some time, but as of right now, it's kind of nah. Well, you know, you know, it is fresh. It's 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 fresh, so we may as well just stay on a topic, uh, keep it moving along. But it, it's fresh content seeing him with Paul Heyman it's something new mm-hmm. um whether you like it or not it's it's something new um that we're seeing so I'm interested uh, I'm willing to give it a chance too I, and not for nothing the last week or so has proved that the Smackdown side is still better with Roman reigns than without Roman reigns because that main event picture was suffering. The Braun Strowman uh, experiment, in my opinion, uh, him as champion has failed miserably. Um, I, I think Roman needed to come back to give that shot in the arm, believe it or not. And the ratings are popped. Yeah, I mean, the ratings have gone up for SmackDown. I wouldn't say <laughs> everything's over two the past uh, two weeks. I wouldn't say Strowman failed miserably. It's just he had nothing to it's work. It's not working. With. Yeah, well, yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, I mean, you or it was Bray. He beat him down, and then he goes into a swamp for a cinematic match, 
there's no decision there, and the fiend returns, and then the fiend comes and just kills him. Yeah. And, and not to mention, you had Braun Strowman uh, feuding with Miz and Morrison. Yeah. I mean, he had nothing to work with being in a title picture, which is why some of the rumors for the draft right now are, you know, I really want them to happen so we can get <laughs> some better main events on both yeah. sides. And it's tough, too, because you have Otis kind of floating around with the money in the bank, and it's just like the money in the bank has always been this huge thing. And we've seen a few, you know, missteps with Sandow and, you know, a couple other guys, but it's just like, what, what are they going to do? They have to get it off of him at some point, And he's not beating any of these three. No. So it's just like, at some point, you know, there's got to be another main event star. And that's, I agree with you with the, uh, the draft. Like hopefully it just adds something to where, you know, both brands can kind of have a decent main event scene to where it's not the same guys over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I mean, there's a couple ways you can take that briefcase off, off of Otis. I mean, you can have somebody challenge it for him. Maybe you can have Mandy turn and uh, deceptively get the, the briefcase off of him and have her convince uh, him to give her the suitcase, let her cash in, and then say sayonara. Um, you could do something like that. Um, or you can uh, simply just cash in as the tag titles with heavy machinery. Um, again, um WWE got in their own way by putting uh, the briefcase on Otis. They definitely got in their own way. Um, I, I would have been better. The suitcase is more uh, suited for main event spot. I probably would have thrown it on AJ or Daniel Bryan. Um, one of I was those hoping, I was hoping for Aleister Black in that match to be Aleister Black before absolutely. he got thrown before he got before thrown he got, off the roof. Uh, before homicide was committed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and then they and then they each came back the night after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they they fell off the building. Lead, but hey, it there was t- a took them a while. It took them a while to, to sell the eye for for <laughs> what happened there. His eye falls out, and he's back the next <laughs> night wrestling. Unbelievable! You can't you can't make this stuff up. So let's stay on the, uh, the topic really quick. Uh, at payback, we see Fiend versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Roman, nowhere to be found, still hasn't signed that contract. And unbeknownst to us, he comes in the middle of the match. Contract already signs. Uh, still, ha- um, we see Braun attack the Fiend from uh, be- um, behind, trying to uh, get a quick win at the very beginning of the match. Uh, so we be, it's basically uh, a one-on-one match, the whole co- three quarters of the match, until we see Roman Reigns come in. Uh, the Fiends make it a comeback, eventually put in Braun through the table, um, and then then not too not long after that, we see Roman Reigns come in, give Braun Strowman the low blow, and then I'm sorry, uh, giving the Fiend yeah. the low blow, and then uh, quickly uh, pinning uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, we knew that Braun Strowman was taking the loss. We called it uh, last week, I believe. Um, so Braun was getting that loss, not the Fiend. So Roman Reigns, your new heel WWE champion. Uh, sorry, Universal champion on the SmackDown side. Um, pretty decent main event. You know, um, I did. Uh, a lot of people will probably knock the whole ring collapsing. But listen. Charlie Robinson <laughs> <laughs> did great there. Charlie Little Robinson. Nate did so good right there. Yeah, That's- I it was. Uh, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is happening again. But then Charles Robinson uh, falling out of the ring. I, I thought it was great. Sold that very well. 
That was a Shawn Michaels sell right there. <laughs> U.S. title match, Lashley versus Apollo. Lashley defeats Apollo for the United States uh, Championship. Um, I guess we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. I, di- I didn't see the aftermath coming. It kind of made, uh, I don't know what you guys think about it, but it kind of made Apollo, to me, look like a little sore loser, you know, attacking yes. attacking uh, Bobby after the match. You know, we didn't see uh, the rest of the Hurt Business get involved, and then right after the match, he goes after and attacks him. It's just kind of, it, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like what did you think, Cooper? They're trying to tweak his character a little bit, but... I'm still not buying Apollo as a heel whatsoever. That bright smile, that he doesn't have the voice of a heel. So I guess he's trying to prove it with his actions, but even still, I and then he's on the ramp screaming he's gonna get his title back. It's I I didn't buy that whatsoever. Then we get Sheamus versus Big E. Big E with the big end ending to defeat the Celtic Warrior. Um, what do you guys think of the possibility of Big E being pushed towards uh, the main event scene? I, I also agree with Cooper here. You know, I, I like it. I think it's going to take some time. I don't think that it's something that they can rush into. Um, I mean, as we saw with this match, I mean, these two hit each other hard. They were dominating each other and i i thought it was great you need you know biggie we know he's got the charisma and if if you've watched his matches you know going back to his nxt days when he won the the championship there he's a good wrestler in the ring and it's it's good that he has you know when they come back kofi and xavier to kind of build off of and have them as talking points for him but i think if they take it slow they could have a really good main event star on their hands I absolutely agree. I think they need to kind of maybe stare away from the hulkiness just a little bit. Just get him a little more serious at some points. He needs to, uh, I, I think they just need to know how to dial it up and dial it down with him. Yeah. It's, they've been kind of slow brewing it for a while because especially what there was a retribution attack on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So he's kind of rallying the troops. It was when him and Morrison were supposed to open the show, but you know, he's rallying everybody. And then after that match, or the match on Sunday, you know, he's up to Corey Graves' face and everything, and he's like, you know, it's time to believe. And, you know, Corey Graves, playing the the heel announcer, he's always hated the New Day. He hates the dancing, he hates the hokiness, but even he's trying to sell it right now and get it built up. He's like, you know, this is a different Big E. It's, I'm starting to believe myself, so... It's it needs to be a slow build up. You just can't shove it right down somebody's throat. That's true. Well, do you guys think that it's possible that we could see a, a title on Biggie by WrestleMania thirty seven? I are we talking just any title or world title? title? One of the world titles. I I don't see them going that way. I think we're do uh, they slow burn it towards next year's SummerSlam. I could I'd see that more possible than a WrestleMania mm-hmm. match. I think just the uncertainty of um or maybe what's going on in the world. Um, money in the bank for next year. Contract winner. Build 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 them up towards money in the bank and then now we can see him as a number one contender. Hey listen, if they could put the if they could put the briefcase on Otis, they can basically <laughs> put it on anybody. Yeah. I there's so many up in the air things, especially with the draft coming next month. Yeah. It's Edge is 
iffy right now. So that's why Randy doesn't have the belt right now. So the WWE title is the the 30 WrestleMania 37 plans are kind of scrapped at this point. Yeah. Um so in that universal title, it's such a Russian roulette right now. I don't know what to call it at this point. <laughs> I I would like to or I think that would be a good point for him. It would be kind of a repeat of what Kofi did. I was last just about year. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it he needs to win it at some point, but don't do it immediately. Yeah. Really quickly, we won't touch too much on this. We have Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin. Riddle attacked from behind and start the match very much the same fashion that Braun Strowman attacked the Fiend in the main event at Payback. Riddle eventually uh, wins the um, uh, wins the match. Uh, finish uh, with this finishing move, getting a pinfall on Corbin. Uh, Corbin afterwards attacks uh, Riddle and Catering, so it looks like we're going to get another match there. Any quick thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know what you guys think. I, I was found it interesting the way that they kind of Matt Riddle uh, needed that win. He did. Bad. He did need that win, especially with this promo, the the promo that he had before. I thought it was really interesting that they we've seen WWE kind of you know, intertwine personal stories, you know, with the Jeff Hardy uh, stuff that, but the, the infidelity, you know, the things about, or the rumors with Matt, uh, Matt Riddle, I was, I was very surprised. And it almost looked like he was a little bit too, that they put that into the, Matt, the, the promo. He, he 100% was, I read the, or apparently Riddle didn't know about that tweet that went out. So whenever they mentioned that in that promo, his reaction was 100% legit. Like, the hell man like why would you yeah, do that that's that's crazy <laughs> there's just some boundaries i just don't know if wwe should cross but with their history it seems like they don't really care <laughs> i mean look they didn't want it with the jeff hardy sheamus scenario with the drinking yeah yeah uh well they did already they passed that but <laughs> wwe has a, a lot habit of doing that uh then we see Shayna and nia jacks versus shasha and bailey for the wwe women's tag team champions and um, Shayna submits Bailey in a very unique fashion um, using Sasha Banks' arm to tap out Bailey with a choke from behind. I thought this was pretty cool. Oh, for sure. New honestly, tag team champions, by the way. Honestly, this is probably like my favorite, or besides Randy and uh, Drew. This was probably my favorite match of the night because I was I was expecting either Shayna or Nia to walk out and you know start a new feud that way. But when that submission number one and Shayna like the way she wrapped up Sasha and then like ended up putting Bailey in the Kirafuda clutch, I was like, damn, I'm pretty impressed by that. And just the way she made a tap, but they're obviously building steam for the Bailey Sasha for feud and probably getting a face turn for, I would assume Sasha would be the face of this. Yeah. I mean, um, it's going to be interesting. I think you're right though, but man, Cooper, we haven't really talked much WWE uh, too much lately, but Sasha can't get a title defense win. (laughs) No matter what she can't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, well, they were talking about her or Bailey kind of cut a little promo on her on Friday. I think <laughs> she did. She's like, listen, I, I, I know you don't have a good track record defending the Raw women's title, but we're, we're good on Sunday. Don't worry. Salt on the wound. <laughs> Just a bit. 
So now the way I see it, um, I don't know where else you go from here. Um, we could probably see Bailey lose the title, clash of champions, maybe with Sasha in the corner, and then maybe they build to Hell in a Cell. I'm not, I'm not too sure what happens uh, from here. It looks like they're going in that direction, though. Bailey and Sasha program. It looks like it's headed that way to one-on-one match. Finally, uh, you know what? Uh, personally, I would probably have them do it for Survivor Series because Survivor Series needs eyeballs on that pay per view, and I think you're close enough where we 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 should put it off till Survivor Series at least uh, to make, get a decent match on there. So Survivor Series really hasn't had a great track record these past couple of years. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of waiting till Survivor Series. Uh, I don't I don't think uh, Bailey loses the title though. I think it would be smarter for Banks to take it off of her, and then they have a little you know mini feud after over the title. But you know whatever we all know, it's it's an inevitable match that's gonna that's gonna come. But you know hopefully if it is for the title, we can finally see Banks defend it for longer than you know a week. I'm trying to figure out, like, what do you do next to progress the storyline? I'm thinking Sasha and Bailey should look for their rematch for the tag titles and then have everything spin out of control between the two of them from there. Yeah, I think that's a good match that you could see if they wanted to. It depends on how quick they want to get to that match. And we're seeing, yeah. you know, it. I still don't know if they know how quick they want to get to it. Uh, we see, you know, as we saw them lose the tag titles here. But I think if they did speed up the process, I think that could be a really good Hell in a Cell match. We saw uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte a few years ago, and I think that would be, you know, Sasha Banks and Bayley have had a great history of matches going back to NXT. And I really think that that would be a, uh, one of those matches deserves a hell in a cell, you know, because you like to save that match for, you know, good robberies, and I think that's one of the best ones, or one that could be one of the best robberies on the uh, on the entire roster. Absolutely, uh, and, and we saw their match in 2015 at NXT Brooklyn. I was there for that, and uh, uh, and that was one of the best women matches I've seen in person. They, were, they they tore the house down. That Brooklyn crowd was hot. <laughs> it was absolutely hot for that match. Unbelievable. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone back and watched that match. I'll always go back to watch that match. Hopefully, they can do something compared to what they did then. Uh, that would be phenomenal. The Mysterios defeat Seth Rollins and Murphy. Murphy accidentally kicked Seth Rollins, and then we saw leading into Monday Night Raw, uh, Seth Rollins uh, basically not having uh, to do anything with Murphy at the moment. Even kicked him out of the ring during one of their promos on, on Monday Night Raw. So Murphy accidentally kicked Seth Rollins. Um, the advantage uh, went to the Mysterios. They take advantage of the um, situation that just happened. Dominic, Dominic with the six one nine and the frog splash and gets his first pinfall win in WWE. What do you, what do you guys think, Dominic? Yeah. Cooper, you want to lead it off? Yeah, it's it's a feel good story. Um, I mean, it, it was coming. It was eventually going to happen. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, Ray is going to be out of action for a while now. Um, but, you know, it's kind of the, the capstone of the, the rivalry itself. Um, I know we had a little bit of a spillover into Monday for the, uh, the triple threat um, main event set up. But, you know, it's kind of necessary. Um, like I said, yeah. Kind of soft. Um, you know what? Let's let, let's uh let's keep it right there. Talk about the main event. Um, so 
Welcome back. Um, so we we see a couple of matches that took place on Raw. Okay, so we get um, basically the winners will fight each other later later in the night for the main event uh, in a triple threat. And the winner of that triple threat match will uh, be uh, facing um, the WWE champion at Clash of Champions, which should be Drew McIntyre. So we see Keith Lee defeat Dolph Ziggler in one of the matches there. Keith Lee wins, advances to the main event, the Raw Triple Threat. Uh, Keith Lee with the big spirit bomb on Dolph Ziggler. He got Dolph Ziggler way up there. Can't ask for a better seller than Ziggler. You, you want to look good. Ziggler's the guy to do it for you. Oh, yeah. The other match was Randy Orton versus K- Kevin Owens, KO. KO was attacked from behind by Aleister Black. So I would expect Aleister Black and KO to be having a match at the next pay-per-view. Um, it hasn't been officially signed. For those of you that are watching, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> KO um, in a program with Aleister Black now. Uh, basically beat the tar out of Kevin Owens, fed him to Randy Orton. The match started. Randy Orton got the quick win. Um what did what'd you guys think of this? Loved it. I loved oh. it. I, I'm a huge supporter of Alistair Black. I think he has world champion potential written all over him. Absolutely. Love his, love his music, love his ring style. Uh, I think his, you know, in rings or his mic skills could use a little bit of work, but I think so can a lot of people. Uh, I like him on the mic overall, but man. Having him turn heel is something I've been waiting for. I kind of wish it wasn't on Kevin Owens, who's also, you know, one of my favorite members of the roster. But I think these two can have an excellent match if they're given the time. I think their styles really coincide well with each other. Having that little eye patch on or the the bandana on, he reminds me of like Snake from Metal Gear right now. Yes, <laughs> going around killing everybody. But uh, I kind of I kind of like the heel, Alistair. I'd like to see how he does on the mic as a heel, completely. So that that's yet to be determined, but I, I've said on the show multiple times, Kevin Owens is one of my top five performers in the company right now um, between mic skills and in-ring ability. So watching these two just waylay on each other, take my money and I'll go. This is, awesome. yeah, this is one of those ones. I know WWE kind of likes to do some random Hell in a Cell matches, especially the past few years with the pay-per-view. Oh if this was one of those random Hell in a Cell matches, I would be all about it. I think these two would would steal the show instantly. Yes. Alistair Black has done a lot of great work. You can't remember, um, you can't forget his uh, numerous matches he's had against Buddy Murphy. Phenomenal work. Oh, yeah. Those two guys, I can watch them fight forever. Give, you can give it to me every week, and I'll enjoy it. For sure. But Al- Alistair Black's had a great year. So is Buddy Murphy. Um, and then we had the other third qualifying match, Don Mysterio versus uh, Seth Rollins. And the winner of that match uh, will also advance to the uh, triple threat main event, joining Keith Lee and joining um, Randy Orton. Um but uh, what a great match. Seth Rollins with the win, capitalizing off of Dominic Mysterio's miss. Frostwest uh, gets uh, gets the um, the uh, qualifying win for the main event at the end of the night. But Dominic had a very good showing. Yeah, he, he really did. I was honestly kind of with, you know, the way that he's been booked in his first two matches, I, I wouldn't have said I would have been surprised if he would have walked away with the win and then lost in the triple threat. I think uh, I was kind of expecting 
Murphy to come out at some point and maybe inadvertently cost Seth the match again. But I mean, overall, I, I cannot be more impressed with what Dominic has done in the ring. I think he has looked, you know, for, for not being a wrestler for that long and jumping in and getting on to the biggest, you know, shows of the year and payback and SummerSlam. I mean, it's tough to jump in on a Monday night raw and make your debut and you're, you know, jumping in on payback and SummerSlam, then following up with Raw. I mean, I think that's just he's done a great job. But overall, I mean, Seth Rollins was was uh, phenomenal in this match. I thought it was a really well done match. Yeah, I'm about the same. Uh, you know, Dominic has really surprised everybody. You know, he's young. He's still green. Um, he's got a few things he needs to work on. There, there was one spot. I can't remember if it was at SummerSlam or at Payback, but uh, he got uh, he went sent into the turnbuckle or into the corner it wasn't real hard but he oversold it really bad so that that kind of stood out to me so he's got a little bit of stuff to work on like uh and then how ray execute the 619 he can go super quick and super smooth dominic can't build up that huge speed just yet and get that full spin so i mean he's got a couple just little tweaks here and there but other than that i mean the kid has done amazing yeah for everything and then especially uh Whenever he attacks or whenever Seth was going up to get Angie, um, he trounced Seth, threw him into the steps. Buddy charged after him and he gave him a back body drop halfway across the the outside area. So, I mean, the kid's got some potential and he's showing it pretty well right now. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to watch. And you know what? The the ring announcers, I believe it was uh, Tom Phillips uh, calling that Monday night. You know, they did a good job calling this match. Had you believing that there was a possibility that Dominic could win that match uh, until that Mr. Frog Splash happened and then Seth Rollins with the curb stop followed by the win. But um, good job across the board uh, uh, for everybody involved in the match, including the, um, including the color commentary on that one. Um, before we talk about the main event, uh, the Iconics versus Riot Squad winning team becomes number one contender. Uh, losing team is no more. Turns out that the Riot Squad wins. They are going to be the number one contenders for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. And the Iconics are gone. They were annoying. Really? You don't like them as a team? I'm uh, gonna they, they got chemistry, but sometimes they annoy me. I'm going to lean more towards Peyton Royce is done. So I can see her joining her husband over in that other company. Ooh, <laughs> that that very well that very well could be. I mean, um, listen, they're already in Florida already. So, but you know, once come come travel time, once uh, both uh, um, brands are touring again, whatever that may be, uh, Peyton probably going to want to be with uh, um, whatever his name is, Sean. Billy. Spears. Oh, yeah, Sean Spears. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, mean, I was th- I was thinking of uh, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> I was thinking more of his WWE name. Hey, we're not allowed to say his name anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, though, I was I was surprised. I thought this match just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, it was just like we Damn. saw we've seen Riot Squad feuding for the for the last uh, you know however long how many ever many months, and the Iconics have always kind of been that team. You know, like you said, they they do come across as annoying, but you know they're. I like them in the ring. I think that they were a good team. And then the whole stipulation where it's just like the Riot Squad just got back together at Payback. And then we see them and we see how good friends Iconics are. And then it's, you know, loser breaks has to break up. I just, I don't know. It 
it came, it definitely came forced to me, came off as forced to me. Um, you know, I've heard stuff about how they really like Peyton Royce and, you know, where she could get a good singles run, which would be interesting. I think, you know, she's the better of the two in my opinion, but yeah. overall I was just, you know, I, I, it wasn't, I liked what they did later in the show with uh, Raw Underground, you know, with the Iconics, but I was just, I was very surprised with how quickly they decided to break them up after what happened on Payback. Cooper probably nailed it on the head. There could there could be a plan, or she could she could also be on the way out. I've heard I've heard they were high on her too as well. But it makes sense. Her husband is on another brand. They may want to be together. Um, but then they could be given that they they could be um, given that singles run, uh, like you said, Tommy. That could very well happen. And uh, one last match. We're gonna bring the plane in for landing. Um, we got the triple threat main event. So now we know that Seth Rollins advanced, Keith Lee advanced, and um, oh, geez, what was the other uh, the name that I mentioned? Randy Orton advanced because uh, of defeating, uh, defeating Kevin Owens. Um, so winner of this match in a triple threat, Keith Lee, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins will go on to main events against Drew McIntyre for the WWE cha- uh, WWE Championship. Um, Keith Lee hits the spirit bomb on Seth Rollins, so he does it again. It's another beautiful spirit bomb. I loved it. Had Seth Rollins way up there. Uh, you think that Keith Lee is uh, gonna get the win there? He it was built. He was featured very well in this match. Uh, but Randy from behind knocks the uh, RKO onto Keith Lee. Uh, Randy uh, then punts um, Seth in the head. And uh, Randy gets the win, um, doesn't pin uh, Keith Lee, pins uh, Seth Rollins um, to get that win. Keith Lee is protected. Thank God. Bookman's been fairly decent for Keith Lee so far. Um, so we're going to get our uh, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the championship. Now, Cooper, getting back to what we were talking before, um, where do we go from here? Oh, it's such a crapshoot right now. Um, I mean, Randy's been trying to look super strong against Drew. I mean, three punts to the head on one episode of Raw. It <laughs> brain bleeding and sent to a local area medical facility. And <laughs> the way that they sold it, it's light or career threatening injuries, possibly life threatening injuries. It's like really. You're really trying to sell this dude like he's a brand new superstar. I don't know how to call this match. I, Clash of Champions. I know it's it's a big night where titles change, but at the same time, are you ready to pull the trigger and take it off, Drew? Uh, I know I know there are talks of moving things around. So with the fiend kind of being up in the air and trying to make him a face Braun is a heel. Do you move drew to SmackDown to be the top face there? Uh, there are just so many variables right now. And I, I just don't know how to, how to read it right now. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was, <laughs> I was kind of expecting Keith Lee to get the win here because with what you have in the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre is like you said, you know, is it time for Randy to finally take that championship off of him? Or do you have McIntyre get his revenge? Like you said, he got uh, Claymore or punted three times in one episode. So he needs to get that revenge. 
But with what you do with Keith Lee is not only do you have him get a win over two of the top stars, you know, in the history of the business and Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, you get him into Clash of Champions. You have that story to where, as he was talking about earlier in the night, you know, he's my friend and I've known him for years, but, you know, business is business. I'm going to do what I can to get that title. Then you have Randy come in and as much as people don't like, you know, false finishes or having interference. I think that is a good way to set up for Hell in a Cell is you have Randy attack both of them. Then you could either do, you know, a McIntyre Randy in a Hell in a Cell, or you could even do a triple threat at the pay-per-view. I just think that would have been a way better, um, you know, match result. And I think, you know, giving Keith Lee that rub, we've heard about how much they want to push him to the moon, you know, continue to strap that rocket on his back, man, give him a win over two top guys and then get him in that main event of the pay-per-view. You don't have to have a clear winner because we've seen them do the false finish multiple times in pay-per-views. I just thought Keith Lee was the right choice here. Well, they clearly protected him. So they got, I believe they have a plan for him. They may be saving uh, him versus Drew for down the line. They might be saving it for um, the pay-per-view after Hell in a Cell Survivor Series. It's good to see Keith Lee on a Raw brand because it's making the brand look a little fresh. You it know, is, we, we, yes. get, we get some new matches. So I, I guess this is one of those things where we're just going to have to ride out and see what happens. I mean, uh, you got Royal Rumble season coming up. There are a number of opportunities where you can insert uh, Keith Lee uh, into the championship match. Um, and I think that's coming. I think that's absolutely coming. They're very high on him. So, well, that pretty much wraps up our WWE talk for the week. Um, for those of you that are uh, listening or about to listen, we'll be back on a little bit later tonight uh, to talk some AEW. And um, we're looking at a prediction show probably on Thursday. So if you guys um, like what you hear, please share with your friends. Give our YouTube a s- subscribe uh and uh share and uh get the word out that we are here each and every single week uh cooper tommy thank you so much for hopping on tonight and uh we will see you guys soon